Hey everybody, welcome back into the Dynasty Gambit. I am Devin Deal. I am back. It's been about two weeks now that I haven't been on the Gambit. Uh, happy to be joining some of the best minds here. We got in fantasy. We got Fantasy J77 up in the top right corner, Vandy Grad 92 in the bottom corner. How are you guys doing? Thank you for helping me out. Last week I had an emergency and had to cancel at the end. Not really an emergency, but I was definitely. <laughs> Pretty pretty much dead for the entire day Thursday. I uh, had a pretty bad sickness for about a week, and it kept getting worse, and Thursday was about the apex of how bad it ended up getting. So I couldn't make the show. It was a late, late scratch, so I apologize for that. But we are back. We're ready to break down the fantasy playoff and the 49ers versus Seahawks this week. Lots of big stuff going on. So before we get into all that, I'm going to kick it around. So, Jay, thank you for hosting, taking over while I was gone. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, sir. Doing good. Ready to get in some of these playoffs. Uh, the uh, hosting hosting was awesome, man. If I didn't have the technical issues that I had uh, for for the uh, for the show itself, um, which caused me to go and do some upgrades on the system, so we now have everything fixed. So if it ever happens again, we should be good to go, uh, as far as that's concerned. But no, I, man, I, I'm glad you're back. I I know. I hope you enjoy Mexico. That was two weeks ago, and then you know had to had a little had to had to take some extra rest as you yeah. as you recovered. <laughs> you, you 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 say you were dead. I think you were still trying to recover from Mexico. But no, I'm glad you're back. Happy happy to be here and and ready to talk some playoffs for this fantasy year. Yeah, it's funny you say that. You sound exactly like my boss when I told him what was going on. So so yeah, uh, Brian, how are you doing today, sir? It's good to see you again as well. Well, thanks, Devin. I'm doing good. Just glad you're feeling better and back on the show. And as uh, Jason said, definitely looking forward to uh, talking some playoff football and another big weekend, including some Saturday football this weekend. So I know we got a couple Saturday weekends coming up. It's going to be pretty nice. And then going into what 2023, they're going to actually have Christmas Day games. So you're going to probably be kicking NBA out of their dominance on that day. At least. So. Something to look forward to in the future there. But uh, as we said, we're breaking down tonight's game as well as the fantasy playoffs. So tonight we got the 49ers at the Seahawks. Um, what's everyone's uh, feelings about, you know, some of the news and notes we got this week? You know, the fantasy playoffs, as I said, are here. Uh, we got tonight's game. Um, some big noteworthy stuff. Um, Ritter has been named the starter in Atlanta. Um, that's because Mariota is now on IR and having knee surgery. Um, which kind of came out, yeah. So it kind of came out afterwards. You know, I heard that he had left the team and you know was out of contact with them and everything like that. So kind of convenient there, I guess. But let's uh, let's just stick with there with the uh, with the Falcons there. So uh, Jay, <laughs> what's your know. opinion on uh, Ritter starting there for Atlanta going forward? I'm on the phone. Well, you, you know, I I uh, I, <laughs> I kind of thought it was funny because. I was listening to I was listening to somebody today, and and they were saying this exact thing is if it doesn't make that much sense to me because if Ritter wasn't good enough to start in week seven, now that you are literally a game out of of the playoffs, you know, being that the NFC South is so bad right now, and I can I I mean as a Bucks fan. We are so bad, and we are leading the vision. We're going to be able to host a home game for the playoffs, <laughs> and you know, probably going to probably going to end up playing. And I'm not saying Tampa; I'm saying anybody that wins the South is going to host this this playoff game. 
and and they're going to host a double-digit winning team coming to their house for a playoff game. And it reminds me of a few years ago when Seattle hosted a game, yep. you know, against against the Saints, and I just thought that was absolutely insane. A, a sub-500 team in the playoffs is ridiculous. But, you know, what, what's, what's crazy is, you sit here and you're going to change a quarterback. And I'm not saying Marcus Mariota was the next coming. I mean, he hasn't been coming since he left Oregon, to be quite honest. You know, that, that was the last time right. he came and did anything. But you take a, you know, if you're a 10 year vet, take a, take a, um, you know, uh, um, running back or whatever, and you're sitting there and, you know, you're a game out of the playoffs. And all of a sudden now your coaching staff, your ownership, whatever, is now saying, you know what, we're going to let the kid play to see what we have. Man, you've put all the fight in, and I know the teams aren't that good, but none of the teams are in the division. So why are you you're handicapping us? And if he wasn't good enough to start in week seven, and he's not good enough to start now, I get what they're trying to do as a, as the concept, but I almost throwing in the towel. And the bad part is, is they're only a game out. Basically, yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, it's the move you make when you're you know three and ten, three and eleven, whatever at this point, not. Which, granted, they're not much better, like you said, but they're only one game out, like you said, mm -hmm. as well. So, definitely kind of shocking to see. I mean, I know you got to see what you have in the kid. You have to determine, you know, what your plans are for the future. But, uh, yeah, just kind of confusing move. So, Brian, what's your thoughts on the uh, move over to Ritter? I'm, I'm totally there with you. I mean, the other thing is he really hasn't had any game experience to speak of. So, mm -hmm. I'm a – I'm definitely with you all, and they're they're in the playoff hunt. But maybe realistically, they're thinking, "Yeah, we're in the playoff hunt, but are we?" I mean, Carolina's even the playoff hunt for that matter. So I don't know. Maybe maybe they don't have a lot of confidence in Mariota, and why not give him a chance? But I agree with you all. It's kind of an interesting timing. But coming off the bye, it's it gives a little more intrigue to maybe. Hey, we gave him two weeks. We saw what, saw what we saw. Maybe maybe he picked up more of the game book, and we're pretty late in the season, so he's had 14 weeks already. So I don't know. It's not like Mariota was was like burning up the world either. So well, no, and and and, and I can uh, agree to most of that. The, the question I would have is, and I'd have to go back and look to see what they were, what the scores were. Um, you know, if they were getting blown out in any in any particular game, which I don't know that Atlanta was actually getting blown out; they were just losing games. Um, but if that's the case, then why didn't, why didn't you put Ritter in, in the fourth quarter of any game? You know, like you said, he's got zero game experience. Well, that's right. my big thing. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you give him a little bit of playing, playing experience along the way? That's my, that's my biggest argument against it. Yeah. And especially, you know, I mean, the season's kind of pretty much already long. I mean, I know they're, you know, realistically only a game or so out. But they're not going to make noise in the plays. I don't think they wanted to be in this position, to be honest with you. I think they were hoping to be a lower seed. That way they'd have a higher draft pick and could, you know, do some stuff that way. But, you know, the other day their head coach just ruled out pitch for the rest of the season anyway. So he's not even coming back. Uh, you know, he was only probably going to come back week 18 if that. But they've already ruled him out now for the season. So really, it's you know, I guess you're just trying to see if there's any magic there at all or see what you can get out of London these last couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, just, you know. Kind of a puzzling move. Seems like you said they're throwing in the towel in the season. So if I was a player on that team, not really sure how I'd feel about that. Probably not too great, but I guess it is what it is. But uh, So moving on from Atlanta, had some old guys making a return 
uh, getting signed to a couple teams this week. So T.Y. Hilton out of nowhere getting signed to Dallas. And uh, Cole Beasley back to Buffalo. Um, the big thing here is no OBJ. You know, he was the one who was pretty much making his tour, everything like that. And a lot of conflicting reports out there about his knee and everything like that. A lot of teams don't even think he'd be able to contribute in the regular season. He would only be a playoff thing. And sounds like OBJ now is turning his focus at least to the uh, to the free agency in 2023. Um, but T.Y. Hilton one kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I mean, I know Dallas was kicking the tires on OBJ, but I thought it was just because of the talent that OBJ is. I didn't think that they were truly in a wide receiver market because, I mean, they got Gallup, you know, their tight end's doing good, obviously CD. Um, so I was kind of shocked about that one. So, uh, Brian, we'll kick it to you this time. What are your thoughts on the T.Y. Hilton to Dallas and Beasley back in Buffalo? Well, I think I think the key to think, remember here is that both of these teams are playoff teams. Both of them have relatively wide, relatively young wide receivers. I mean, Buffalo does have Diggs, but then they've got Gabe Davis, young guy, um, McKenzie, a little older, but he doesn't have any really true playoff experience, not a lot. Then you go over to the Cowboys side of things. CD's relatively young. So you're look you're looking at a lot of young guys that you know going into a playoff playoff kind of ex, kind of atmosphere. Maybe you need an older older gentleman, an older elder statesman that can give you at least how it feels to be in the playoffs, and they can kind of lean off of those guys. That, you may not get a lot of production, but it's almost like having a coach on the field type thing where you can you can look back at their experience and they can kind of tell you what to look forward to and what to expect. And it's a different, totally different game between the playoffs and regular season. So I think they're good, good gets. I, I don't know what kind of production you're get, but that's okay. You, you've got an extra body and most importantly, you got the playoff experience that you really need. And both of them can make deep playoff runs theoretically. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the Beasley one, I think, was a little more confusing to me than the T.Y. one, just because, you know, McKenzie's been doing really good in the slot for them, which that's where, you know, Beasley's going to line up and play. Um, I know he, you know, has played there, has rapport with those guys, obviously. So, think of it more of a depth signing. I don't think he's going to come in and take over the slot role personally. Um, Jay, so uh, what's, uh, what's your thoughts on uh, his potential role there? Is he just more of a spot filler or, you know, a fill-in type guy, or do you think he's actually going to contribute going down the stretch? Yeah, no, I, I don't think I, I truly don't think he's going to contribute much any uh, anything on the field. Um, and when I say that, I don't think he's going to contribute for fantasy, and I don't think he's going to contribute for real life football either. I think I think you know for the Cole Beasley signing, I'm guessing that that is like you just said, it's more of a a coach on the field, maybe to you know to add a little bit of depth, but. I don't. I, I th- that one was was a little confusing, especially you know, you know he got signed to the Bucks for on the practice squad, then then turned around and asked for his release or whatever. So the Bucks released him. He retired. Uh, you know, the T. Y. Hilton though was interesting. Um, <laughs> they should have done that a week ago because he right. kills he kills Houston, <laughs> and, and and they did not look like the Dallas Cowboys when they played Houston, but. That that one was a little weird as well, uh, because they just got Washington back. I think what this does though is because these two teams were linked, the biggest two OBJ. I think this just tells you how far away from playing or how far from being healthy OBJ is. You know what I mean? Right. 
I, I, I think when he got on, I think he was on LeBron's uh, podcast where he on the shop or the barbershop or, or whatever they, I, I can't remember what the name of the show is, but he got on there and said, I don't know. I don't understand or don't know what the purpose is of the regular season for players. But the purpose is, is so that you can make it to the playoffs and be healthy right. when you get there and know that and know the plays. <laughs> you right. got to know the plays. Yeah, you got to have some rapport. You got to have some football. You got to be in football shape. You know, that's the biggest thing about preseason. I mean, everyone's just dropping like flies. So, right. yeah, it sounds like we're all kind of in agreement there. I thought, you know, I mean, OBJ, that's a tough injury, man. I mean, he's already bounced back from an ACL, and then it's the same knee, same ACL. It's even harder to bounce back from that type of stuff. So I think everyone gets caught up in the name. And, you know, realistically, you know, that knee, who knows how that's going to really hold up for anybody, you know. I mean, that's just that's a tough injury to come back from twice like that. I'm sure he's going to get signed, but are we really going to see the OBJ that we knew we saw? It's been a while. I mean, shit, we it's probably been what five, six years since we even saw the true, you know, good OBJ. I mean, he was bouncing back, but the Rams looked okay, but he wasn't, you know, a game changer at that point. Yeah, I don't know that we do see OBJ this year. I, I don't think we will. Yeah, I don't think I so. Think, I think what what he's going to honestly, if he gets signed, it'll be next year in the offseason or this coming off season, but I think it's going to be a, a low dollar prove it deal. You know, it's not going to be that 15, 20, $30 million a year deal. It's going to be, you know, a low dollar. And if he gets, and it may be just one year deals, but if he gets a long extended deal, it's going to make it, there's going to be outs early, early outs in like the first year for the, for the club. So yeah, I I don't know that we see him get signed this year. Yeah, I can see a lot of incentives being baked into the deal. You know what I mean? Yards, touchdowns, stuff like that. And probably um, pretty and probably pretty easy to obtain for him. Yeah, I agree. You know, so the money would be there to equal out. <clears throat> and the worst thing to me is he wasn't even willing to work out for like the Cowboys. So he expects them to sign him off the street <laughs> based on yeah. his name. That's never I mean, a good sign either. If you don't want to, you know, go out there and show you still can do some stuff, you know, it probably threw up some red flags anyway, especially compared to what their doctors were saying, you know. So, so yeah, seems like uh, probably nothing happening this year, but we do have some questions here I want to get to. So, Jamie and Josh, both of them have said, what's up? Good to see us back together. Good to be back together. Like I said, it's been about three weeks now. So, unintended, glad to be back. Uh, but our first question here from Jamie. Um, oops. Right here. So according from going for two family wants to know Olave or Chris Watson or Christian Watson. Um, for me, I think I'm going to go Olave here. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go against Christian Watson, I guess. Maybe I'm just being a Bears hater here. Um, but yeah, I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards Olave. So what are you guys leaning here towards? I think you have to go Olave, and there's the biggest reason for me is Watkins has done great the last four weeks. But that being said, he he will actually preview him later, and I'll I'll even go against my contrarian thought. But the whole thing is, he's had 15 catches in four weeks, which is good. It's good production, seven touchdowns. The question is, can he keep up the seven touchdowns over 15 catches? Not very likely that you catch a catch a touchdown pass every time you have a reception. Some. I mean, Alavi's just been good all year. I like both of them, but that being said, I would go with Alavi's production year round. So, yeah, with with Alavi, I'm not sure if they're you know if you're asking just for this week. I'm assuming it's just for this week, but you know, Alavi going against Atlanta, 
can't really ask for a better matchup as far as that goes. So that's the main reason I'm leaning towards Lave. I will say Christian Watson has been playing a larger snap percentage role, but they do have Dobbs coming back, stuff like that, that could eat into potentially some of that. So that's kind of my hesitancy there about Watson, plus just the tougher matchup. They got the Rams, which, granted, the Rams aren't the Rams from last year, but that's still a good defense. You still got Jalen Ramsey out there. Um, you still got people that are going to be on him. So, uh, Jay, what are your thoughts on this one? No, I, I, I am 100% right there with you. This this call is a lave and a lave only um, for, for, the, for the reasons you just brought up. You've got Christian Watson, who is a rookie, going up against – probably going to go up against Jalen Ramsey, and we saw what he just did to probably one of the best, if not the best, wide receivers in the game, you know, with Devontae Adams. And now you look at Chris Olave, who, again, a rookie, I get it, but week one, his very first game, he only had three targets, caught all three of them, uh, 40 yards, but he has become that Mr. Consistency for Andy Dalton as, down this stretch. You know, he's getting six, eight, nine, you know, targets. In the last four games, the least amount of targets he's gotten is five. Um, he only has – and there's his downside is he's not getting the targets and getting the touchdowns, whereas Christian Watson's getting the touchdowns. And I was talking to Thomas Triple last night, and I asked pretty much the, the same kind of question um, going like with Jerry Judy and his three touchdowns and, you know, Ingram and his two touchdowns and that sort of thing. And he made a very, very, very good point. And his point was – Positive regression has to happen. There's no way you can sustain multiple touchdown games, you know. And so to Brian's point, I don't think that you can take Christian Watson and expect to get multiple touchdowns. And if you do, you're doing this, you're doing it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree there. So thanks for the question. Appreciate it. Keep coming in during the show. Um, we are going to move on to injuries for this week, and there are a boatload, but we're going to start with the games for tonight just to make sure everyone is informed for the playoffs here. So the 49ers don't really have too many injuries. Um, I know Debo, you know, no one questioned what's questionable that's now in. You know, I mean, they have a, a lot of injuries on the 49ers. Seems to be a common theme here in the last two or three years. I think they need to look at their strength and conditioning program, maybe get that fixed. I don't know what's exactly going on there. But at least on the Seahawks side, uh, Kenneth Walker, um, is going to play tonight, was questionable, had an ankle injury. Um, and then also DJ Dallas, another ankle injury, running back is out, um, and Tony Jones is out. So that kind of leads me into wanting to see your guys' opinions about the people who are facing having to start Kenneth Walker in their playoffs tonight. Um, so, Jay, I'm going to kick it over to you. Um, how much confidence do you have that, you know, Kenneth Walker is actually going to be good? I think – you know, battling this ankle injury and going against San Francisco, which is, you know, one of the number one running defense or running defense um, in the league, seems like it's going to be pretty tough and he might be a touchdown dependent type running back, in my opinion. So, what's your thoughts on uh, Kenneth Walker here tonight? No, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, unfortunately, there I do have one league that I have no choice but to start him in. Um, uh, it is, it is one of those leagues that, um, I have zero confidence at this point on what, what Kenneth Walker is going to do um, in, and it's not because of Kenneth Walker, because I think Kenneth Walker is a dynamite player. It is all because of what this ran or with these uh, 49ers defense is. And uh, you know, precedent, you know, going back and looking at what, what's happened is that again, week two, 
he probably, I mean, he didn't play but like 20 snaps or, or 24% of the snaps, but he had four attempts for 10 yards, you know, um, any, and, and nobody, nobody on the, um, on, on the Seattle team had more than like, I, I think it was like, I think he may have had the most yards. It was like 22, 23 total yards rushing against the, against the 49ers that day. So I have zero confidence in it, but you have to start, you have to start him, you know, it, it he is almost, you know, just what he's done, and I know coming off an injury, but just what he's done in the past six, seven weeks, you almost have to consider him a stud, and you wouldn't sit any other stud no matter who they're playing. So, you know, he's proven that he can be a PPR machine as well, catching the ball. So we can see, you know, hopefully maybe we'll see that this time around that we didn't see in week two. Right. I think, you know, it sounds like we're pretty much on the same page here. You know, I mean, if you have to start him, I'm in a similar boat. I have to start him in one of my leagues. So, I mean, my expectations are tempered for sure. Um, I don't think he's going to be, you know, lighting the world up against this defense. Even if he was fully healthy, I don't think he's going to be lighting the world up against this defense. However, you know, I think he still has a chance to be a borderline top 15, top 20 back this week, just off volume alone. I mean, Homer, you know, is really the only other back there as of right now that's healthy enough to get some snaps. Mm-hmm. And last week he was hardly involved. So, I mean, I think just sheer volume alone, I think he might be able to, you know, carry you to one of those types top 15, top 20 finishes. So, Brian, what's your uh, what's your opinion here on the Walker situation? I'm totally with both y'all. Um, right there with you, Devin. You have to temper expectations. I'm looking at top 24 back. Um, in one league, I was lucky enough to have Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, Jonathan Taylor, and Walker. I'm sitting Walker out of those four. Walker but should that be being said. I mean, how Walker many, should how be on people? your taxi squad then, right? Walker's on your taxi squad with those backs, right? <laughs> well, exactly. But that being said, how many people have that kind of choice? I mean, right. not that many. So you're going to wind up, most people are going to wind up having to start him. And that's okay. I mean, I don't think he'll do bad, yeah. but you got to temper your expectations a little bit. So definitely. So yeah, it looks like Josh Walker here commented again. Walker could be serviceable if the Seahawks can go out and go out ahead of San Francisco, which is very true. You know, so we'll see what his usage is going to be. Go ahead. You know, I was going to say, you know, speaking of the same thing, and if if they're behind and they have to throw the ball and they're throwing screens, you know, PPR points, that's going to make a difference as well. Because Gino has has truly enjoyed, I think, truly enjoyed checking down to Kenneth Walker in the passing game. So, um, yeah, I I can see where, where Josh is saying, where he's going to be serviceable. I just... I don't know that he's going to get the yardage on the ground. Right. I think also what he's saying here is he'd rather start him and miss and sit him and have him go off on his bench, which that's a lot of the choices you face here in the playoffs. You know, there's a lot of ones that you're not going to be happy with, but you got to roll the dice and be happy that you're, he's in your lineup compared to getting you tons of points when he's not. So uh, we do have another question here, actually, our second question of the night. So this is from Jamie. Uh, pick two, Fournette, Peoples-Jones, Mostert. So I'm assuming this is probably a flex situation here, given the different positions. So, uh, Brian, what do you think about picking two out of these three? I heard Fournette and Mostert. Who was the one in the middle? Uh, Peoples-Jones. I'm going to – I'm going to set Fournette, even though it's really hard, because – it looks like Wilson, Jeff Wilson may be out this week, so you're getting mostered with the full complement of snaps. And with Watson in this third week, even in a tough matchup, I, I'm okay with Deepless Jones. So 
even though it may not be the popular choice, I'll, I'll def I'll definitely go with the sit there. So, all right, Jay, what are your thoughts on this uh, start sit question here? I mean, I'm I've, I'm going to sit Fournette as well. Um, I'm, I'm I'm definitely definitely if I had to rank out of the three who I'm going to start first, it's going to be Donovan Peoples Jones because it seems like he has a great connection with Deshaun. Yeah, um, and, <laughs> I'd say and so. the, yeah, the and the reason I'm going to go ahead and start Moster here is he he actually um he actually said something the other day, um, you know we we, we as fantasy managers we sit there and try to watch these players and you see him say, you know I don't care about your teams I don't care about your fantasy teams blah 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 well he evidently Moster does because he's like start me, <laughs> start me this week, and so yeah look back a couple years ago when he was in San Francisco they played in Buffalo. I want to say it was Buffalo, and it was a snow game. And Moster went off for 200 yards on the ground. He likes running in the snow. For some reason, right. he likes running <laughs> in the snow. And if he goes off for 150, I would not be surprised to see Buffalo go, hmm, Devin Singletary, James Cook, Naheem Hines. Y'all can go. Go, go away. Uh, <laughs> hey, Moster. <laughs> Right. Just, just for the winter games, though. Just for the winter games. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest. It To me, it doesn't matter whether it's Mostert or Wilson. But if I anticipate either one of them is going to get the bulk of the work, they're both they're both good, solid plays, I think. So. Yeah, I completely agree. That's uh, I'm going to make a three of all of us on the same page, People's Jones. I don't think you can sit him after last week's performance, getting 12 targets, eight catches. 114 yards with Deshaun Watson. And then uh, Mostert, like you've all said, I mean, he's just he's primed for this game. He's looking forward to it. He's ready to carry the ball and go out with it. So, uh, yeah, he's going to make that completely all three all the way around. So, thanks again for the question. Keep them coming. We appreciate it. Um, so, as I said, we were getting into injuries. Kind of rounds them out for that game, particularly tonight with the 49ers and Seahawks. But tons of injuries, big names for these uh, fantasy playoffs here. So, I'm going to kind of run down a list here. We can all hand, hit on them and talk to them, uh, talk about them um, after I name them off, and it'll probably just be easier instead of picking off a handful just to go ahead and go down. So with that being said, Lamar Jackson out again this week versus the Browns. Rondale Moore, Kyle Murray, both placed on season-ending IR, so just continuing to the pain of the Cardinals there. Hayden Hurst, the tight end, is doubtful again. He did not play last week. Corlin Sutton, consecutive, do not, did not practice uh, this week. He's unlikely to play with a hamstring injury. Corey Davis is in concussion protocol. Two back-to-back -back did not practices. He is not looking likely. Uh, Traylon Burks had a really bad concussion um, early in the game the other week. Um, has not practiced, so he's probably looking doubtful. Um, Chase Claypool did not practice at all this week with a knee injury. Looking like he's not going to be out there. Pray for Justin Fields. He's going to have no one to throw to. Uh, Reminder, Stevenson, ankle, did not practice. Pat Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson, Julio Jones uh, did not practice uh, today. Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins, both unlikely to play again this week. Um, Texans went full on tank mode, even though they almost beat the Cowboys last week. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard, neck injury, still did not practice. Uh, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are both designated to return from IR, so potentially might be out there this week, might take a couple more weeks before they're actually fully activated. Uh, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd both practicing in limited capacities. 
Um, Jeff Wilson, like we just discussed, probably not playing this week. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, as we discussed earlier, is probably coming back this week. And Dallas Goder is trending towards playing this weekend. So with all of that being said, there's a mouthful, a lot in there. Uh, like I said, some huge fantasy players out there that hopefully you've been able to pivot, especially in Dynasty. Um, some really bad injuries. Lamar Jackson, you know, uh, Traylon Burks, which, you know, he started coming on strong. Uh, Fryermuth, you know, that could be potentially, you know, disastrous for some people with already a thin tight end out there. Um, so, Brian, what are some of your thoughts on some of these injuries? What do you think some of the biggest ones are uh, going into the playoffs this weekend? The one I'm paying most attention to for myself, for personal reasons, because I've got him in a lot of leagues, is Dallas Goddard. I, uh, I, I definitely want him to play. And then after last week's debacle, I'm really interested in seeing what's happening in Cincinnati, where they didn't even place Higgins on the injury report. And then all of a sudden he plays one snap and he's out for the rest of the game. So I'm hoping nobody had him and had their playoffs starting in week 14. And I, I personally would put him back in the lineup, but there's, there's definitely a little bit of leeriness in, in front of me, much more than like say Kenneth Walker. So that's kind of some of the places I'm looking at. And Jay, we'll kick it over to you. Yeah, the ones I, I'm I'm really really intrigued to see is if Burks comes back this week, um, and if if he if he does, you know, is he going to be limited? Uh, are they going to put him basically on a pitch count because he's he's looked good at times, um, and he needs to be on the field. Um, uh, Claypool Claypool is a little interesting because uh, they've got a they've got a tough matchup with Philly. Um, <laughs> And they kind of they kind of need a few guys to be able to play and 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 you know be on the field. I mean, it's that's kind of the name of the game, I guess. But um, Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth are also uh, interesting ones. Um, you know, especially the Fryermuth because he he's looked so good at times this year, and he's had a uh, uh, connection with Pickett. And I, I didn't see that on here. I don't know if we've got an, any kind of update on on uh, Pickett. Um, on whether he is he's in or is he out this week. I would imagine he's going to be out, and it's going to be Mitch Trubisky. Um, so if that's the case, then I mean, guess it really doesn't matter. It's going to be a Najee Harris uh, week again. Um, T. Higgins, though, man, that, that's, that was a weird, weird deal over there in Cincinnati. You know, I'm surprised that it wasn't said prior to the game that he, he tweaked it or, or something happened. Um, but, yeah. And then he snuck his he snuck onto the field, and they quickly ruled him out for the game. Um, I, I I heard he practiced in full yesterday. I I, I thought, mm. um, and then they limited him today. Um, so we shall see. The the Dallas Scholar one is a little interesting um, because I I want him on the field, but I want to only want him on the field if he's one hundred percent healthy. Right, you know, and, and I'll take that right back up to Darren Waller. I mean. I have Darren Waller in one of my leagues, and I am not playing him this week, even if he's on the field. I want to see it. I mean, I don't have Foster remote, uh, Moreau, um, so but I want to see what he looks like on the field. You know, so yeah, Dallas Goddard, I think, is actually going to play, but I don't know that you know against the Bears. You know, and that's a tough matchup for tight ends. Not saying you know Dallas Goddard is almost almost matchup proof, but almost. Right. You almost, but we shall see. I, I like the I like Goddard 
you know, because Gallard's been off of the uh, or trending trending to play this week for two weeks now. Yeah, so. the, the thing that's kind of surprising me about that is like they absolutely do not need him to beat the Bears. So you know, it's like if he's truly healthy, I guess they'll put him out there. But you know, if he's even remotely possibly questionable, there's no need to risk throwing him out there. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's play him to beat the Bears. I think it's play him to get ready for the playoffs. Right. Because you know, next week they got Dallas in Dallas. Yeah. yeah, huge game next week, and they will need and they will need him for that. Bill on the phone. Yeah, there were so many of the uh, of these injuries that probably just completely ruined people's chances that they were trying to get into the fan of the dynasty playoffs, fancy playoffs, you know, with, uh, you know, with mm-hmm. him getting hurt, Friar Muth, you know, I mean, he played, but T Higgins, that one's huge. A lot of teams, you know, if you had that taking a zero and that, that's a huge, terrible hit to start off your week. Yeah. And what sucks about that, to be quite honest, is it's not the team or, you know, to be quite honest, it's not the, 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 the leagues that were starting their playoffs last week. It was that it was the leagues that start the playoffs this week, and the guy that needed to Higgins for yep. you know and lost the game by six, and and yep. missed the playoffs because T Higgins wasn't there. It was actually in my in my home dynasty league. It's uh, my my one of my most expensive leagues. I was looking at a buy after uh, Sunday's game. Super pumped! I was like everything that needed to happen happened. I was looking great. Um, and then the only thing that needed to happen was the guy who's currently in first needed to beat the guy who was in third. He had Ramondre and he had Kyler Murray. So he ended up lo- losing. So I got kicked down to third. So I don't get a buy this week. So I'm still feeling pretty salty about some of that. So pretty crazy on how some of all that ends up shaking out, you know. So, but yeah, terrible luck. I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, no so. doubt. And on the picket thing, he's practicing in limited capacity. But isn't wasn't his a concussion? Yes. Yeah, he had a concussion. Yeah. So just because and, you're practicing in limited doesn't mean necessarily you'll play. But right, he, and and that's and that's practicing. That's why I asked the question because we have not seen it this year, where a player got a concussion one week and played the very next week. They've pretty much said, okay, if you get a concussion, you're basically out for two weeks. Right. I, I you know I don't know if it's been stated that way by the by the NFL. But it's almost like an unwritten rule that if you get a concussion, you're going to be out for the next two games. And, and that's why I asked the question because I hadn't seen anything on there. And uh, that's something I, I probably need to ask Doc about and see if there's any any kind of update from uh, from Doc on Pickett or anything. The other interesting thing is that Mason Rudolph is actually splitting first-team reps with Trubisky. So, oh, man. I'm a Steelers fan. I'll be honest with you. I know this is contrarian as anything. I'm not against Rudolph getting a chance. So are you okay as a as a Pittsburgh fan? Do you want to have like Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky on the field at the same time? Maybe one of them playing tight end, a la <laughs> Jeff Driscoll and Mills over there in Houston. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Let's let, let's. Let's be honest. After Pickett left the game last week, they couldn't get squat from Trubisky. So. Oh man, he that guy, man. He he gives you so many beautiful looking throws that look great, and then he just follows them up with the worst interceptions you've ever seen in your life. That guy. I'm so glad he's not on the Bears anymore. But I feel your pain because he's a very frustrating quarterback to have. Because you can see the potential, but man, he just he does everything he can to just ruin it. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah wow. exactly. It's tough with him. All right. So this week, ad read. Underdog Fantasy. Promo code is the same. GF2, and you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So it's in the same code here. Uh, continue to use that if you're doing Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't done it yet, it's a great time to join in. Just code GF2. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. So you put $100 in. They're matching you $100. So definitely use our code there. Enjoy that. Make some bets. Win some money. So... We have a well, listener question. Oh, go hang ahead. Hang on, Devin. Speaking of this underdog, Brian, do you do underdog? Or do you do the best ball on underdog? I really don't. I, I, okay. Next year, I think I will. Devin, do you, do you get on there and do the like the best ball with drafts and all that for underdog? I did, uh, yeah, early in the season, okay. yeah. So, so for next year, next year, I would like to, you know, if we could get a couple listeners and do like just a, you know, dynasty gambit, you know, best ball, Kind of thing, maybe maybe one or two drafts next year with just the gambit and, and get some of the listeners involved in that. So I just thought about that a little while ago. I was like, you know, we need to do one, you know, and then maybe we'll get with. Uh, I'll have to talk to Jeff on the backside and see if we can't find a find a hat or something to throw in. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a hell of a time. So yeah, we'll get that going. Um, before we move on, we do have another listener question here. So. Uh, Jamie says, I'm facing my girlfriend in the first round of the playoffs. She asked me for Foreman for Amari or Amari Cooper. First of all, Jamie, turn around. You don't want to face her. She's going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think there, uh, Jay? I, I mean, I think it's Foreman. You know, Amari Cooper has the, done absolutely garbage with with Deshaun Watson. Uh, let me take a quick, quick look at the uh, – Oh, they're at home, and oh, they're playing Baltimore. So yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're gonna get no. Go Foreman, go Foreman. He's a running back, and and they are actually. It seems like Carolina is actually wanting to play to win. Right, the game, right. You know, um, because they have, I think they have the better chance because they're playing Tampa in a couple weeks. They have the better chance to actually overtake Tampa. Um, I think they have a better team than, of course, Atlanta. So I would be, I would be playing Foreman. Over Amari Cooper here, I agree with that. They're you know they got Brian's Pittsburgh Steelers there, who we were just talking about of a quarterback dilemma going on this week. You know, probably not going to be an offensive output here, so I don't think you have to worry about the Steelers getting up to such a big lead to where they're going to have to abandon the run. So I would go with Foreman here as well. So Brian, what about you? What do you think? I'll totally agree with Foreman as well. Car Carolina has been focusing on the run. Of course, can you blame them? Starting <laughs> quarterback, hey, Terrence Marshall, but, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So he'll get, he'll get the volume. So you got to go Foreman. So yeah, that makes it all three of us here, and we do have another submitted user uh, listener question here. So Brian, I'm just going to stick with you here. Who Jamie, is Jamie? Don't you, Jay? You tell Jamie, don't he dare do this. <laughs> You so, should get uh, your ass whooped just for thinking about that, Jamie. <laughs> so, Brian, who is the fantasy MVP for the regular season? I've been tooting his horn all year. It doesn't change now. Jalen Hurts. One thing about Hurts is you're able to draft him in a little lower position than some players, so he, he's definitely my guy. Yep, and uh, before we kick it over to you, Jay, uh, Jamie did respond here and said, thanks, I'll tell her to start Cooper 
<laughs> so no problem, Jamie. Glad we could help out. Good luck this week against your girlfriend. I'm sure there's a lot at stake there at the household there. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so Jay, what are your thoughts on who the uh, MVP is for uh, this season? Uh, at least I, in fan- fantasy. You know, and I'm not going to disagree that Jalen Hurts is is the MVP, but I think he's the MVP of of real life football. You know, um, yeah, he's done a lot for for the you know for the for the fantasy community or you know fantasy uh, managers and all. But man, the the one player that I and I guess I'm I'm kind of looking at at going, man, this is so hard. This was such there's a, a lot of good question. options. There really such is a, such a bad question by me. Such a bad question. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to flip through. I, you know, listen, I guess you have to give it to Jalen Hurts. Because he has, he's proven so many people wrong that he actually can throw the ball. Um, there's a there's a lot of good options, but he's doing it in the air. You know, he's doing it on the ground. He's not just scoring touchdowns in the air; he's scoring them on the ground. You know, I think he, he's a little over little over six hundred yards. I think it is on the ground. Uh, so it, he's got an outside shot at getting. At getting a thousand yards on the ground, probably probably going to be close to thirty five hundred in the air. Um, man, he's what has he got? He's got he's already got ten. He's already got ten touchdowns on the ground rushing, and then twenty two in the air. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's going to be close to like thirty seven, thirty eight hundred yards in the air. He's almost seven hundred yards on the ground. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, I think you got to give it. I think you got to. I think you got to give it to Hertz right there. So it looks like Jamie's saying Kirk is his MVP, drafted in the eighth round or later, in his wide receiver ten. So that's another solid one. I don't think he's being as dominant, say, as like Jalen Hurts. For me, I'd say Jalen Hurts is the fantasy MVP, at least in super flex and two quarterback leagues, um, single quarterback league. I'm probably going to go Josh Jacobs. Um, I think the common theme here is you drafted all these guys super late and they ended up giving you workhorse numbers, even Jalen Hurts did as a quarterback. Um, but, yeah, just Josh Jacobs, you know, was pretty much left for dead, especially after the Hall of Fame game. You know, being out there playing snaps, which is just a terrible sign. People were afraid to touch him. Um, and, yeah, if you ended up getting him, you have RB1, RB2 on the season so far, and he's just been putting up dominant numbers. I mean, it's – you know, pretty crazy what he's ended up being able to do now that someone's actually using him right. So, for me, I would say just in a single quarterback league, probably looking at Josh Jacobs. There's an argument even in Superflex, but Superflex, we all know quarterback is king. So, I would agree with the uh, Hurts uh, evaluations there. So, so yeah. yeah, so go ahead. No, I was going to say Josh Jacobs sitting at, at RB2 right now in this season. Number yeah. nine, number nine overall. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not expected at all. When I mean, you're probably getting him in the eighth, ninth round, somewhere I was, I was just there. fixing to say, probably in a startup this year, you were probably somewhere around eight, eight round eight, mid, mid, to, mid to late round eight, early round nine. Yep, so, he was right at the end yeah. of the RB dead zone this year that we had. Mm. So, so all right. So now we're gonna move on to stock up, stock down. Another listener favorite here. So, uh, Jason, who is your stock up for this week? Man, I I love this section and I and I love being able to do the show sheets. And the one reason I do is because I get this low hanging fruit. The only bad part is is everybody's talking about this guy right now. So it's almost like, right. you know, it's 
you know, I'm last man on the totem pole, but I'm the, you know, <laughs> and it's Chigo Kwanku. Um, I mean, he's, he's quickly taking over the tight end role there in Tennessee, you know, back to back weeks of 10 plus point per game or, you know, in the game. Um, he's getting to that 50% snap share. I think like in the last, last or two weeks ago, he was like 56, 57%. And then last week he was like 49% snap share. Um, in the last three weeks, he's seen at least five targets, um, catching a ton of them, uh, it's for the season right now. And, you know, he hasn't played every single game. You know, he's, he's not playing every snap of every single game at all. And he's got, he's gotten 31 targets, caught 21 of them, 320 yards. Dude is a wide receiver, basically. So, and this is something, this is why they, they, everybody is on top of him right now. Go get him, but pick him up. He's like 3% owned in sleeper leagues. And in a dynasty, man, this dude was going like in the fourth round, if he was getting drafted at all. And now with Burks not going to be there, if Burks is out for any length of time, Ryan Tannehill is starting to build the rapport with this guy. And this guy can be a true tight end that we've been looking for. Yeah, I completely agree with that one. Um, before we move on over here to get uh, Brian's stock up for the week, uh, Jamie did say, I just have to gloat a little bit. Yeah, Jacobs was going into that dead zone and then after the preseason fell to the eighth round, good call. So thanks, Jamie. Appreciate that. Like I said, keep the comments coming, guys. We'll keep throwing them up here. Uh, Brian, so who is your stock up for the week? Well, we've already mentioned him. Um, he's coming off his bye, playing the Rams this week, Christian Watson. And I know that some of my commentary in regards to maintaining eight touch or seven touchdowns over 15 catches is it's not doable. But that being said, he he'll get it. He has a good chance of getting increased targets, thus increased reception. So, to me, we're we're kind of in regards to overall production, we're we're not at his apex. He's got a lot of room for continued improvement, being a rookie. So, I'll de- I'll definitely go with Christian Watson. Oh, that's a good one there. Um, and yeah, my stock up for the week is going to be Elijah Moore. Um, guy was pretty much left for dead this whole entire season. We all know about the drama he had there with the uh, with the Jets, but now that Mike White has been inserted as quarterback, uh, finally appears that he's possibly coming out of the doghouse a little bit. So uh, coming off you know back to back weeks, he went up from in the thirty percent snap chair where he was barely being used um, to sixty eight percent two weeks ago, up to eighty two percent last week, um, and finally he saw ten targets last week. And to top that off, uh, he's got a pretty juicy matchup this week with the Lions. So I think there's going to be a lot of offense in that game. At least I think we'll see how good the Lions offense really is going against that defense. That's one of the marquee matchups uh, this entire weekend. But if it truly does end up becoming more of a shootout, uh, I think Mike White um, can definitely get the ball out there. And Elijah Moore should be in for a decent week, especially coming off of 10 targets last week. So seems to be back involved in the offense. Um, definitely stock up for me so all right let's just keep going all the way back around so jason who's your stock down for the week and it's got to be deandre carter got to be deandre carter you know week 12 versus arizona he saw 10 targets catching seven of them for 73 yards and a touchdown and in the last two weeks versus we know how bad vegas's defense is miami's defense isn't that much better he saw four targets, two catches, 14 yards. 
at the same time, Allen is back. You know, uh, Keenan Allen's back. I think it's I think it's DeAndre Carter headed to the bench at this point with 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 uh, Allen. I think Williams is is back. They they've gotten. I guess DeAndre Carter is going to be the return guy. He's not going to be a wide receiver for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely looks like he's been getting phased out of that offense there for sure. So I think that's definitely a good call. Had a good ride, but yeah, it's probably uh, probably not startable anymore at this point. So, uh, Brian, who was your stock down? I know this is going to sound odd when y'all read the show sheet. <laughs> I, I didn't go low-hanging fruit here. I went tra- Travis Etienne. His last four games, zero touchdowns. I forget the number of yards, barely over 100 for four games combined. He's got six catches for 40 yards. And Trevor Lawrence has been the one that's that's sparked their improvement on offense, not not ETN. So ETN can bounce back. He's, his stock's just currently down. So that's where uh, I yeah. went. Yeah, I mean, that's the last week. I mean, it's not like he's not getting opportunities. I mean, 17, or 17 carries last week for 32 yards. So. You know, I mean, he had some tough defenses. I mean, Tennessee's pretty good on defense. The week before, though, against Detroit, kind of thought that was going to be a big week. And, yeah, he didn't really do much there. So I could definitely see where you're coming from there. Like you said, definitely not low-hanging fruit, but he is, as an owner um, of ETN in a couple different leagues, definitely been a frustrating player uh, when he thought he was going to have some juicier matchups. Um, So for me, my stock down this week is James Cook. So, you know, I mean – I feel like his uh, his hype was at an all-time high last week on the waiver wire. Um, he's kind of just been all over the place. Seems like one week he's good, the next week he's not. Um, if you go back to week 11, he had 11 carries, 86 yards. Awesome, you know, started looking good, but didn't really, wasn't too involved in the, in the passing game at that point. Um, week 12, the following week, he only had two carries for four yards, so complete bust that week. Uh, week 13, which was basically his breakout week where everyone was claiming him on waivers, making trades, putting him in the starting lineup. Everyone was saying start James Cook um, after he came up 14 carries, 64 yards, um, and then six catches for 41 yards. Everyone kind of thought he arrived. Um, being the top one of the top waiver wire pickups, like I said, as of last week, uh, follows that up with four rushes for six yards, one catch for nine yards in last week. So uh, pretty disappointing. I just don't think you can start him um, and have any faith. You don't really know what you're going to get. Um, they, you know, really frustrating type player to own, especially for people who drafted them in Dynasty this year, thinking they were going to get a lot more production than what they've gotten. But, yeah, he's my stock down for the week just to, basically for how much everyone was wanting to start him last week. So, so yeah, that does it. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, you could almost – if you had to look back, the hype on James Cook for the rookie draft, there was people drafting him, you know, 107. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in that range, which, you know, I was off of James Cook right away. I saw him play in Georgia. I was not a huge fan of him, blah, 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 whatever. I'm not tooting my own horn or doing a victory lap, but I am. The The James Cook hype just got out of control. And, and we've seen Buffalo do this with running backs multiple, multiple times. And they ha- they're not going to stop. That They're not going to stop doing it. Um, we, 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 we saw where there was at one point, there was um, what was the, the one they just traded away to uh, when they got Naheem Hines? Zach Moss. Um, yeah, there was a Zach Moss week that was very, very similar to to this James Cook week that everybody's like, oh, we got to have Zach Moss. 
So yeah, it's 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 that's a hard that that would be like the 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 low of the season for me. <laughs> as, <laughs> as high as as high as he was coming in on the rookie draft to the, to this this low status that he is right now. Right, I completely agree. Um, so all right, so with that being said, that wraps up stock up, stock down. So we're gonna go a little more focused in tonight's game, do some parlay bets, um, give you our thoughts on who wins tonight. So with that being said, Brian. What is your score tonight for this uh, 49ers Seahawks matchup? From memory, I'm pre- I know I like San Francisco, and I believe it was you did four to twenty. That's correct. You're right. <laughs> so I want to say the over under was forty one and a half. So I'm going the over, and I, and the and the spread is minus three and a half San Francisco. I'm I, I'm not a huge San Francisco fan, but for whatever reason, I've kind of been on their bandwagon here lately so yeah i mean they've been rolling off wins so definitely see where you're coming from there it seems like no matter what injury they have they just keep piling up wins which my wife's a 49ers fan so she's been pretty happy with everything you know pretty deflated when all these injuries keep happening and they just keep moving along so yeah so jason what is uh your prediction for tonight's matchup well, real, real quick, I, I'm actually sitting here looking at the DraftKings Sportsbook right now, and anyway that's out there that's even thinking about placing anything on this, they are actually giving you a boost right now. Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown is boosted right now. So Anytime touchdown? Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like, just oh, wow. a touchdown. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I would, <laughs> yeah, go add that to any parlay right away. Um, I just saw that flash up and I was like, holy crap. All you do is yeah. all you do is click the opt-in button on that. So that, that's a nice little nice little bonus right there. So get some boosted money. Um I I'm taking the 49ers 24-17. Um, you know, I I just this is gonna be a a in my opinion, is gonna be a huge defensive game on both sides of the ball. You're missing a few key players with the 49ers. They've had the, they got the better defense. Uh I, I'm just leaning more 49ers here. Uh, we we did see a lot of Brock Purdy. Um, I saw something special out of him last week. I watched a good bit of that game against Tampa. Be, you know, being a being a Bucks fan, and I and I thought our defense was good. I know the 49ers defense is way better than the Bucks defense. So don't get me wrong when I say I thought our defense was good. But for them to throw up the amount of points that they did, I think they threw up like 30, 34, 35, maybe it was in the first like first half. I was like, what do we? I mean, did we? Wait, hang on a second. Did our players get lost? Are, are we? Are, oh wait, I know what it was. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was out on the search party for for Jalen Waddle in California. They were just <laughs> in the wrong part of California, All right? But yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm taking the 49ers 24-17 tonight. And again, I'm going to make it all three of us. I'm going 49ers. We all put 24 points on the Niners, and I'm going 23 for the Seahawks. I think it's going to come down to a late. Late game, so I think it's going to be a tight one. We'll see what ends up happening. But a good game overall, still going with the 49ers. So, with that being said, it's time for the Chrome Dome parlays of the night. So, as I've said, I'm not really in a state that lots of this to happen. It's not one of my strong suits. So, I'm going to leave it here to our resident experts here. So, Jason, I'm going to kick it off to you. What parlays do you fancy for tonight? Well, I'm adding I'm adding this this Christian McCaffrey boost every to 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 mine as well. Um, but you got yeah, I don't see how you can't. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got I, I'm taking overs right now, and, and this is you know normally I'll try to throw an under in there. I don't I don't like to run overs all the time, but I mean 
Kittle at three and a half receptions just seems criminal. I think they're giving you money, free money right there. Um, so I'm taking the over on three and a half receptions. I mean, he's only got to get four. Hell, he can do that in a quarter. I know he doesn't have a great quarterback back there, but that's 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 easy money for me. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I, again, I think this is going to be a, a, a rough rushing game, but I'm taking over on 39 and a half receiving yards. He can do it in one one reception. And then the one that I normally don't mess with, and I know this is going for two. We don't deal with kickers, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and kickers are going to matter tonight. And I'm taking Meyer and Gold, both of them, over one and a half. So all I need is, is four field goals, two of them, two each. Give me that. So I'm taking Kittle over three and a half receptions, CMC over 39 and a half receiving yards, both kickers to kick two field goals, and I'm boosting it with Christian McCaffrey scoring a touchdown, and that touchdown is coming on a receiver, or is coming on a pass catch, by the way. Oh, nice. There you go. So, uh, Brian, what are some of your favorite uh, parlays for tonight? Uh, I def- First of all, I want to back up Jason's. I've got, I've got a couple of that I totally agree with in regards to the 39-and-a-half receiving yards and the anytime touchdown. Def- definitely those props I would go. But I'm going to go the under on McCaffrey's rushing yards, which was 80-some-odd. It seems a little high to me. Yeah, I think it's 80, 80 points. Let me, I'm, I, let me, I'm on it right now. Let me just pull it while we're talking. Uh, Christian McCaffrey right now is 80.5 rushing. So I'm going to under on that. I'm going the under on Geno Smith passing yards at 242-and-a-half. I think he'll have a pretty good game. But that being said, San Francisco's got a stout defense. So he's been over the number five times, five games in a row. But eventually that streak's going to end. And I think that's tonight against the 49ers. My other two, I like Brandon Ayuk over 50 and a half. I think it is receiving yards. And even though I'm going Geno under the yardage, I'm going to go DK. Over sixty-four and a half yards. So those are my four. So when you put when when you put yours on the sheet, it was you had uh, Ayuk at fifty-two and a half receiving yards. That line has actually moved to fifty-three and a half uh, receiving yards. And who was the other Metcalf? Metcalf is sixty-four and a half is what was on the sheet whenever you put it in, and is now sitting at sixty-five and a half. I'm okay with the slight bump. I, I'd still go over on both. Okay. All right. And I got a question for you because we've talked about this um, throughout the night and not wanting to start Kenneth Walker um, or, you know, tampering expectations. Um, over under on 50.5 rushing yards for Kenneth Walker. Oof. That's tough. That, that number just seems like a sucker. It wants you. To, it wants you to take the over. It does, but <laughs> you can't I, do it. <laughs> I was. I. I didn't see a number prior to coming on for that, and I yeah. love Kenneth Walker because next year, in in my league of record, I get to keep him as a seventh seventh rounder. So, yes. I'm a you thief. I, I love him, but uh, I'm gonna say. <laughs> For whatever reason, that four, I've also got the 49ers defense. So I'm 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 play, playing the 49ers defense tonight, sitting Walker. So I'm gonna say under. Yeah, I, I'm thinking you you 
if you're going to take that line, you have to take the under. I don't think you can take the over at all. And if you do, you're just wasting money. That's what it feels like to me. I, I just encourage people to stay away from it. Don't bet either side. So, yeah, looks like those are a lot of good uh, parlays we got lined up for you here. So I appreciate you guys. You do all the heavy lifting on that one. I try to contribute, but I just, you know, I'm not just not really my area of expertise there. So, so we, all right. Oh, go ahead. We just, we've just all been missing Megan. Where, I, I don't know where she went to. Right. She won, she won, she won all that money on that first parlay and was like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> It must be. All right. And speaking of I'm out, we're out of here. So we're going to go ahead and give a little round table here and kick it off to everybody, let them know what's going on. So, Brian, I'll start with you. Go ahead and let people know what's going on. Well, you can always reach me on Twitter at Vandegrad92. Um, kind of sidestepped DFS uh, deep dive for now. It's a short table, though. Um, and then for the weekend on Sunday – from 10 to 11:30 for frequency's sake I'll be doing the I'll be on that main show doing DFS work there. So like I said, got a lot of work going on, you can always reach me Bandigrad92. All righty and Jay, kick it up to you. Yeah, you can see me over there on the Twitter box, of course, at, at fantasyj77, spell out the j j a y. Uh you can find me Wednesday nights over on uh, Fantasy Intervention. Um, I'm probably, I'm going to, I'm going to try to talk these guys into doing some best ball stuff this off season. I'm going to try to get them to, to, uh, to give away some of their money to <laughs> you guys. <laughs> see, if we can't get some, see if we can't get some interaction with some of the fans. I think that would be cool for us to do. Um, but uh, yeah, you can, you find us over in the discord, man. It's free. Come join us over there. Going for two.com. Right at the bottom, there's a little link for the Discord. Click on that. Come on in. Come check us out. You know, we get in there. I'm not as active as I need to be. I need to get better at that. Um, but, you know, we, we we have fun in the Discord. We got a lot of lot of information going on in there. And if you if you need to, just at me. Just <laughs> at me. There you go. I, I, I'm in on that basketball thing. And I know they have a thing called Crows versus Joes. If Megan will come back. I don't mind being the Joe. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> you are a Joe. She'd be the pro. Oh, that's funny. And, uh, yeah, you can find me at Devin Deal on Twitter. Um, since I've been dead, I've not been too active the last few weeks. So I'll be hopping back on. If anyone has any questions, like I said, feel free to hit me up. Join the Discord, like Jake said. A lot of good content in there. Everyone's always answering questions, being helpful. So join that. Keep checking out all the great shows we got here on the Going for Live Network. Uh, going for two live network, I should say. So, with that being said, thanks for stopping in. Good luck this week in the playoffs, and we will see you all next week.